Hi! Welcome to Hysterical History. With me. And me. <laughs> our, our names go here. Alexis. Haley. And it's a comedy history podcast where we tell you about something. Oh, something. You know, the thing. Something. Of the day, um, which is the title, which is... Which is more cow people. Yay. The cow people, they're coming. <laughs> with Which their... are not like centaurs where they're like half cow, half well, person. Centaurs are horses. Yeah, but I'm saying the equivalent You're... would be cow people. I think it'd be a minotaur. Oh, sure. But I mean, what if it's the bottom? Um, I think then it's like... Uh, cow people. Like a cow tour. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask the furries. Oh, lay. <laughs> we'll have to ask the furries. True. Um... But today, what about cow people? Uh, just a couple more. Okay. Just like a little bushel of cow people. Just a little bushel basket. Just, just a little bushel. Don't hide your candle under it. Don't. Cowboys. No, wouldn't it light on fire? I think it puts out the candle because the lack of oxygen. A bushel? A bushel basket. Oh. Yeah. It's from the Bible. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hmm. Like It's like I'm not an agricultural... <laughs> Gal, but I'm pretty sure a bushel is like a bundle of, like, hay or something. I mean, you can have, like, a bushel of apples. I think it's just, like, a mm, measurement. A measurement. Yeah. But they tend to be flammable. Yeah. Speaking of... But that's why it's a basket. <laughs> speaking of uh, fruits, I just watched a YouTube video of a guy who takes pumpkins and, like, melons and stuff mm-hmm. and hollows them into instruments and plays music on them. Nice. It was really good, actually. <laughs> You're like, what? Went, oh. And then YouTube was like, do you want this rendition of Billy Eyelash's bad guy, but it's all with rubber chickens? <laughs> no. Like, I, I'll give it a try. I mean, sure. And then I had like a, a zen moment of enlightenment where I'm like, I found it. This is why the internet exists. <laughs> this is the greatest. I found the heart, the heart of it. Anyway, cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> Just gonna talk about a couple we didn't have time last time for, uh, and if you want, I don't know more introductory info about cowboys and like old west history and stuff. Uh, go listen to the first episode. Yeah, uh, first one is Nat Love. Oh, love Nat Love. There's and a lot of love, like love, and there's loving in the last one, right? Yeah, loving, <laughs> big loving. Are they just like? I don't know. I don't know. They just decide they want their last name to be Love, I guess. Well, this guy, uh, Love was the surname of his uh, slave Ah, master. So, um, I I don't know. I just, people people back in the old times were like, isn't that just the worst name for a slave owner? Yeah. To be named Love. Right. I was like, uh. You have to call them like Mr. and Mrs. Love. Yeah. Gross. And you're like, I don't think it's Love. I'm not feeling the Love. I think it's, um,. Permanent indentured servitude. <laughs> I think it's it's owning people. It's like I, prison? Anyway. Uh, Wikipedia says it's sometimes spelled um, N-A-T-E, like Nate. Okay. But I'm just saying Nat. Sure. Because that's how it's freaking spelled. When it's old, sometimes they just change it for no reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's one of the more famous black heroes of the Old West. Nice. And I have a picture of him. He is like... Oh. Very groovy. He's so f- I know. He looks very 70s. He's, like, got his hip popped out. Hip popped out. On the other side, he's holding his rifle to the ground. Oh, he's yeah. a fashion man. He's a fashion man. <laughs> he's, 
He's a fashion man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, we're stupid. Uh, so he, uh, we know a lot about Nat Love because he wrote an autobiography in 1907. That's so nice. Called Life and Adventures of Nat Love, better known in the cattle country as Deadwood Dick. Oh. By mm. himself. Deadwood Dick is not the best. <laughs> you, I don't think you want dead and the name Dick near each other. Or the best? Deadwood. Yeah, but the problem is the dead. Dick. I think overwhelms the wood. <laughs> it's dead, but it's wood uh-huh. and dick. It's, it's, it's so many things, but they feel contradictory. As an autobiography, it sells itself. <laughs> yeah. It's Who just, wouldn't buy it? I mean, sex sells. Fantastic. Look at this man. He's very hot. <laughs> He's very cool. Pretty awesome. So uh, Nat Love was born into slavery in Davidson County, Tennessee, around 1854. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was called Davidson County back in the day, but but that's, that's what it is now. What it is now. So if uh, you know it, that's how you know it. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> Nailed Plan- it. <laughs> Plantations. <laughs> I mean, it's not their fault, currently. <laughs> currently, yeah. They know. Uh, after emancipation, his family largely remained on the plantation to become sharecroppers. Okay. But Nat Love, who had a knack for horses and like training horses and being a horse boy, uh, headed west when he was 16. And he did that because he like won a horse in a raffle. Nice. And then he sold the horse back to the owner for Hilarious. $50. He's like, now I have the cash to get out of here. No, I want. I just want to leave. He's very... Uh, very, very smart man. That's uh, similar to my boy we're going to be talking about in the future mm-hmm. that we already talked about in the past, but you haven't heard it yet. History. But a lot of these boys be using horses to get out of town. <laughs> using their horse brain. Right. Not not like they're on a horse. Like, they learn things about horses, and then people are like, hey, you're useful. You're, like, really good at horses. Oh, that's nice. Do you want to be here? Do you want to... And then they make money, and they're like, bye, I'm going to go live my real dream. Peace, bye. <laughs> Except all mine are like, I'm going to still do the horse thing, though. Yeah, because cowboys. <laughs> Yours goes off and has more mechanically inclined adventures. <laughs> yeah. Fist-based adventures. A lot of them. All sorts. Boat. Boat adventures. <laughs> True. He's by land, by sea, by air. Sky adventures. <laughs> that boy is crazy. The Sky Council adventures. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he, he joined cattle drives from Kansas to Texas to the Dakota Territory. Love a good cow moving. He's just those cows get everywhere. It's a good way to get around. You like to move it, move it, cows. The cows got Whatever, g- they don't like to move it. That's the problem. They don't. <laughs> they don't want to go anywhere. You got to convince them. You got to push them. You got to stand in front of them and play a trombone. They're like, oh, <laughs> lovely. See, I'm like... I don't know if they knew that cows liked music, <laughs> uh, but I feel like not. if they did, it would make it way easier to move these cows. And I also feel like all the cows that I see that work for are like dairy cows. Yeah, I wonder. True. I these wonder, are like beefers. I wonder if it's different if yeah. like they're eating cows. I don't know. Do eating cows enjoy music as much as dairy cows? I don't know. Well, and like, do male cows like it so much? Because usually they yeah. keep female cows for the dairy. Men are the ones that we eat. You can't milk the male ones. <laughs> Not in the same milk, way. For no. drinkable milk. No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. In 1872 uh, in Arizona, uh, as well as, you know, working at respectable ranches and doing 
normal pay and work. Uh, he also would drink with famous outlaws like Billy the Kid. Hell yeah, dude. And also like the people who eventually killed Billy the Kid. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just kind of swirling in the same Parties. bars. <laughs> hey. This is why I don't like cowboys. They're just like, <laughs> we're just drinking, having a good time with this guy and his eventual murderers. And, <laughs> who are the lawmen. But it's like, oh, oh, I mean, still. Still. You can't murder? I mean, I don't know. Well, you can't grab. Pro- probably murder. No, not everyone's as good as the boy we're gonna talk about <laughs> next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next time. Not everyone's a good grab boy. Not everyone's good at grabbing. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, pretty sure the guy was white, so like he was gonna shoot first. Yeah. So they're like, well, just kill him. Anyway, so anyway. <laughs> in Deadwood. Yeah. Uh, yes, the the Deadwood like mm-hmm. the show. Have you seen the show? Heard of it. Yeah, I, I haven't. haven't I haven't watched it. I've heard it's pretty good. It's even the I've exact heard medium uh, time period uh, oh. is like here, eighteen seventies. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched the show. Maybe I know we some, should watch. Do a, like react to it. I know some people who who really like it, uh, but like I just finished watching the Good Place. Yeah, and at some point the judge like is really enamored with uh, Timothy Oliphant, who gets, like, yes. teleported into... God bless. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's where that's you're from, I guess, because, like... Is he from Deadwood? He's in Deadwood. Oh. I, I think it's the same character who they're referencing. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was just him. Or, like, maybe... Is he dressed as a cowboy? Is that why? I don't remember. Because in... Yeah, in the good place, he's dressed oh. like a cowboy. I thought it was just, like, you know, <laughs> I just like cowboys. I just like that them <laughs> elephants when they're in stitches. I just like that look. <laughs> I just I just like it when he says, ma'am. <laughs> uh, so I've watched it. It's entirely yeah. possible there's a Nat Love cameo or XB or so. Yeah, I would should, have... we should watch it. Absolutely no idea. Though from promotional materials, i got to say, it looks pretty thoroughly white. Yeah. Um, not shocking. But it has Ian McShane's voice and Timothy Elephant, so, you know, can't, can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he goes there to uh, Deadwood, not yep. love, for a <laughs> a rodeo. Some of the sources uh, do quotation marks. They're like, oh, <laughs> he went to a rodeo. I'm like, Oh, that injects just the perfect amount of comedic ambiguity. Like, yeah. What does that mean? What does it mean? What do you mean it was a rodeo? What? What? <laughs> Why is it not just a rodeo? Is it like not organized enough? Or like <laughs> I don't know. Do they eat the people to lose? Like what happens? What? Maybe they. It? I'm like, do they? <laughs> <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> do they eat the losers? Right, because I'm like, doing it in quotes to me either means, like, (laughs) it's too hardcore or, like, unorganized for them to call it that. Or it's, like, the opposite, where it's, like, it's very organized, but it seems more like uh, a gladiator battle. Or just, like, it's under false pretenses somehow. Yeah, it's a lie. It's a rodeo because they get cowboys to, like... Do the Hunger Games? Yeah. So not a, it's a real it's a scam. It's a scam. Where you die. <laughs> it's a scam. It's my least favorite kind of scam. Death I scam. Mean, it would. It might be a scam. Uh, but they they do uh actually give out money at the end, so oh. it's not like that much. Yeah. But it happens in what is now South Dakota in the Black mm. Hills, which are so he's pretty. all over the place. Yeah, he's all over. I mean, cows got to move. Yeah. 
Gotta move those cows. It's true. And so, yeah, South Dakota is very pretty, uh, which I'm still a little mad about because I was expecting to just like all be nasty prairie and super yeah. boring. And I'm like, I'm from Alaska. There's no way I'm gonna really like like this. anything with the word Dakota in it. And then we got to the Black Hills. I'm like, this is so pretty. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and up in a Mount Rushmore. Oh, it's so nice. And I'm sure we've talked about it before, but yeah, we got there like super early because we needed to leave early. Mm-hmm. And it was just like really quiet and like cool and peaceful. And we saw a deer like near like, our car. It was like a touch of frost in the air and the <laughs> sun was coming up. Real nice. It was real nice. So yeah. And like we're from the west side of the continent, so we don't really get caught up in the exoticism of the West in capital no. letters. But, like, I was getting a little sucked yeah. into it. Yeah. Like, I get it. <laughs> I understand. I get it. She's pretty. Like, I don't know, scratching my, my Klondike itch, but without the scurvy. <laughs> yeah. And the amputated limbs from frostbite. <laughs> which, so, you know, you know best I'm, case scenario. <laughs> they got pretty hard winters. I'm sure there's some amputation going on. Gotta be. So this rodeo is on the 4th of July, 1876, and he enters rodeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it had like a roping contest with a $200 prize. Oh. A good portion of the cowboys in the competition were black or mixed ancestry. Nice. So if I ever do watch the show, I know it's going to bug me when I uh-huh. don't see any. Right. At all. <laughs> right. Well, and a lot of the um, like people that I've been looking at to do episodes about, yeah, are um, black and Native American, like mm-hmm. usually, um, which is like, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> you can't live with the white people. Mm-hmm. So. So. Now you got some options. You got some options. Uh, so in the rodeo, cowboys had to rope, tie, bridle, and saddle a Mustang as quickly as possible. Nat, love, one in that event. Heck yeah. In exactly nine minutes. The runner up, like the next closest guy, mm-hmm. did 12 minutes. That's not even close. It's not even, it's like he's so much better yeah. than everyone else. Hell yeah. He also won a shooting contest where he had to fire like 12 rounds with a pistol and 12 with a rifle. Ooh, they should do what they do for the Olympics for uh-huh. like, um, where they do that weird competition. What What is it? They like... The skiing one where they have to shoot. Oh, yeah. And if they miss, called? they have to, like, take a couple laps. <laughs> it's my favorite. I didn't know they had to do laps. That's oh, yeah. Funny. If you, like, you you get, like, five chances to shoot, and for everyone you miss, you have to take, like, I think two laps around the thing. It's a little weird. Like, they probably don't miss very often, right? No, they do all the time. Really? Because they're trying to go really fast. Mm-hmm. So, like, the laps are supposed to incentivize you to take your time mm-hmm. shooting. Yeah. Because they don't want you to just, like, ding, 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 and then have no punishment because you missed all of them. So they're like, they want you to do well at the shooting, mm-hmm. but also, like, people still want to go fast. So I think most people miss one of them. Wow. It's hard. But I'd, I'd imagine, I don't know, if you're an Olympic-level anything with a firearm, you could probably really good at hitting the target. Well, and some of them maybe are like, it's going to take me longer to aim than it is for me to do two laps, like, and do well at all the shots. So, like, let's just do the laps. Wow. They're short. Short. still... <laughs> They're short. You already not like tall, like height. <laughs> like the laps are short. They're like very. The they're short. very small. The laps are gonna take an hour. But I'd love to see them shooting and they miss one and they have to get on the horse and like do a couple <laughs> laps. Like dang it. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, all the horses just trying to kick them off the whole time. Please get off. I don't want to be part of this stupid this rodeo. I don't see what we should have. 
is like rodeo Olympics, like just cowboy Olympics. I think cowboys have them. I know, but like I want it to be. I think they're just called rodeo. I want it to be like international. We're sending people here from Zimbabwe, you know. <laughs> like, I don't think we can do that because <laughs> the Mongolians are going to win everything all yeah. the time. Oh, I also, we got an email or no, a comment, I think, in our Discord mm-hmm. where we were like, oh, man, we would win the rodeo Olympics. And they were like, no, no. South America, they do it a lot. Oh, really? Like, way more than we do. Yeah, they were saying, like, Central and South America, it's really popular. Makes sense. And I was like, yeah, it makes I just never thought about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know a lot about international rodeo, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> not my forte. We're not plugged into the culture, you could no. say. Hmm, not really, like... Not getting those email chains. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you. That's um, what's popping off in our Discord. Yeah. <laughs> International rodeo. International rodeo mm-hmm. stats. Dropping us facts. Uh, so Love won the shooting contest. He went home with the prize money, which was $200. Heck yeah. Uh, and a new nickname, Deadwood Dick. Oh, that's where he got his name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was, I guess, a popular literary character from a dime novel at the time. Oh, sure. So it's it's like, you know, rolling into this little boomtown, mining town. We're like, he's Deadwood Dick. Oh, man. He's so good at he's everything. He's just like that guy from the book. He's just like us, but better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, by the late 1880s, he'd uh, grown out of his wild youth a little, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, and married a woman named Alice. Cute. And worked overseeing the sleeping cars and railroads. And he published his autobiography in 1907 at the age of 53. Nice. Spent his last years as a courier and guard for a securities company in L.A. Oh. Which is not how I expected that. How (laughs) strange. It sounds so modern and boring. I know. (laughs) What? Sounds like something you would do today. Yeah. And not like someone who's been a rodeo champion in the Wild West. Right. History is weird sometimes. Yeah. The thing is when it's like real life people, like sometimes, you know, the the narrative is weird. (laughs) Sometimes they're just securities. You're like, what? What? Like there, yeah, there's something about the 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 boy that I'm doing. That we were talking about where, like, at the like near the end, I'm like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. this is weird. <laughs> Why your plot is strange? Why, is there a reason this happens? And I'm like, I'm assuming so. I mean, in the grand cosmic scheme, <laughs> but also like maybe not because like humans just sometimes do weird things that have right. no rhyme or reason. So it, I'm like, I just don't know. It didn't happen for like a reason, except right. for like. Other things also happened that influenced this in random ways. Mm-hmm. But it brings up a good point about you saying, like, he wrote all this in an autobiography. That, like, my guy is also from an autobiography. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times with um, minorities that in history, they nobody writes their stuff down. Right. You got to um, do it. You got to do it yourself. Or, like, somebody has and then someone has to keep it. Mm-hmm. Like keep it so that it makes it right, and like care enough to store it and archive it, <laughs> and, and then so, and then someone has to like find it to like publish it, so that like even we could even see it. There still needs to be like a grad student who's like, this is important. Yeah, we need to write exactly. it, right? <laughs> or you know, someone in a community is like, this really inspires me. Yeah, what are, what are their people stories? Don't just like throw it away at your estate sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's you know, there's there's so much extra hurdles just for learning anything about yeah. minorities, which is why it's so hard. Yeah. Because they have to have been valued a long time ago, so it's, like, awkward. Whereas, like, now, you know, um, 
much easier with like the internet and stuff that it's like very easy for you to write down, you know, like Wikipedia to just mm-hmm. like write down the basics of anybody. Yeah. And then people will write articles about those people because they'll just write articles about whatever is happening instead of just like, well, but they're black, so I don't want to write an article about yeah. this happening. It's like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> this so is still important to it's people. It's a great tool for small communities to have a voice. Yeah. It's really great. Internet rules. It's a, a unifier. Mm-hmm. Not a unifier. A, I don't know, it levels the playing Equalizer. field a bit. Equalizer. Yeah. That's what it is. And then there's, you know, rubber chickens that sing William Eyelash songs. Which, like, what could be better? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, actually, the next video I watched was uh, <laughs> the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Oh, uh, yep. With the rubber chicken, it was really good. <laughs> Like, it had, like, some screaming notes. This is, like, such peak Haley happening <laughs> that she's, like, on her own, not for the meme, just watching rubber chicken versions of songs and then being, like, the nuance here is impressive. This is pretty good. The music theory in this video. <laughs> and at the end, whoever is, like, squeezing the chicken, uh-huh. like, does a chicken drop. <laughs> like, it's a mic. It's really good. It's really good. Oh, rubber chicken. That's why the internet's the best. The the fact that everybody listening to this lives in the time of the internet, like, count your blessings. I'm like, I don't know, some of these videos had millions of views. I'm like, yes. You deserve it. They all came home to, (laughs) came home to roost. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Okay, so we're also going to do... A cow lady. Oh. A cow a cow woman. A woman. Woman. <laughs> a cow um uh goddess. Da- damsel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh so we're gonna be talking about Joanna July. Oh, cute. Just such a uh sometimes the names are just like alliterative e- names. Yes. God bless. Especially for cowboys. They just feel like all their names should start. With the same letter. Mm-hmm. You got it. Just like, ah. Oh, like, you know. It's got punch Especially to it. J's. J's are very southern and very black feeling. And like having the last name July. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's good. It just sounds good. Yeah. It's like you're It's like you're eternally in summer, which makes sense because you're a cow lady. And you can put a twang on it. Yes. July. July. <laughs> It'd be really cool. Be Texan about anyway, it. Anyway, uh, and she's in around Texas. It's yeah, so shocking. Shocking. <laughs> uh, so she is a black Seminole woman born okay. in 1860. Cool. In around northern Mexico. Oh. Uh, there's a whole, there's whole population. Is it of, Mexico? Yes. It's currently owned. Well, currently... When she's alive is what I mean. Yes. Okay. Definitely when she's alive. But, like, in modern time, it's not in Mexico? uh, In modern times, it is still Mexico. Okay. Or it's, like, it's still right on the border. Yeah. Uh, It is a border town, but... I only ask because maps move, so I'm just like, I want to know exactly where we are. Yeah. So, (laughs) back in the day, like, a much great... Like, I'm pretty sure Mexico went up a lot... North, like, yes, still went a lot more north. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, even and then now we fought about it. And we said, "Get down there." And we fought about it. We're like, "We want it." And by we, I mean Texas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but whole populations of Seminole Indians and Black Seminole Indians, especially, uh, escaped to Mexico uh, 
between the 1820s, 1830s. Okay. Which is a bad time in the South, kind of just for everyone who's not white. Yeah. Um, but Florida is one important place at the time for these populations. Oh, Florida. Because uh, it isn't U.S. land, and U.S. laws yeah. don't apply there. So <laughs> it's really important for, like, people who are indigenous or people who yeah. are black and trying to escape slavery. Let's party, my dudes. Uh, and it's great. So, you know, U.S. laws don't apply. Uh, Florida's always been the west of the east, <laughs> where it's just, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like currently if you were to pick a state that you were, like, most embodies, like, cowboy culture as far as, like, just, like, lawless, do whatever you want, it's Florida, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said, like, so. Wyoming, but... Florida does have a kind of cowboy attitude. The, the, like, anarchy of cowboys, I feel like, is the Florida attitude. Whereas, like, Wyoming yeah. is, like, the, the more classic, like, calm. You have a farm and you are an actual cowboy version. It's like the lawlessness is much more, um, well, no, there are no witnesses. So Yes. So what are you going to do? But in Florida, it's like, we just don't care. It's like actual chaos. Yeah. Uh, Some exists. Yeah. Uh, it's even, like, an important part of the Underground Railroad going mm-hmm. in both directions because some people are like, I'm going to go to Mexico. This country's bad. It's fair. Uh, naturally, the U.S. government cannot abide that being— <laughs> We cannot abide. <laughs> we cannot abide. So the U.S. Uh, occupation of Florida happens in 1820. Yeah. And that's when Andrew Jackson's there. Yep. Uh, doing his army general thing against the Seminole mm-hmm. Indians. And Florida is fast-tracked to statehood by 1845. And admitted to the Union as a slave state. Yeah. So you get around all those technicalities, like it's not my country or it's not sovereign tribal land. No, it's U.S. land because F you. Because we took it. Because we took it. It's ours now. Right. And how sad for all the people who went there specifically to like as a haven. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, just kidding. Now it's a slave state. You're (laughs) enslaved. Uh What? Tricked you. Psych. What? Now it's not because we signed a piece of paper. This is why living in the past is bad because it's, yeah, it's not good. Your state could just get taken over and then all of a sudden like you're enslaved and it's like what? And if that wasn't bad America enough, sucks. it gets worse. It oh, gets no. worse uh, because of course Jackson becomes president yeah. after he becomes governor and he comes up with the Indian Removal Act of 1830, yep. aka the Trail of Tears Act. Yeah, which just is a bummer for everyone. Yeah. Except for, like, a couple white people. Yeah. And Jackson. Right. Uh, Which is to say a lot of Seminole communities and black Seminole people in particular end up in northern Mexico to just not have to deal with all of that. Yeah. So so she's born in uh, northern Mexico. Because her parents did that. (laughs) Because her parents are like, bye. Mm -mm. Not going to do it. This is bad. It's bad here. Yeah. Uh, and so they settle around Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, if you're not familiar with Texas or Mexico, it is right on the border. Like the Rio Grande goes what looks like right through town, but it's actually two towns because yeah. it's different countries on each side. Right. Uh, I was looking at a Google map version of it, and it looks like they have a park like right by the river. I was talking about the park, but it's not that yeah. interesting. It's just weird to have like a fairground type area that, overlooks like another country yeah i mean it's like uh you know when they're putting up the wall people start playing like volleyball over it right (laughs) it's like yeah it's like yeah it's like normally they hang out and it's chill and it's not a problem (laughs) they don't care yeah uh because they got like 
probably have family on both sides. Yep. It's like not, I don't know. That's a whole different topic, I My guess. My favorite thing that I have to say real quick about the wall was that when they started building it, mm-hmm. immediately people started stealing pieces of it. <laughs> and then they just had them, like, open in their garage. There's so and many. And they're like, where'd you get that? And they're like, I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. Couldn't tell you where I got this, Impossible like, 20-foot piece of sheet metal. Yeah. <laughs> but huh. they didn't see them steal it, so they can't be like, oh, it's you. <laughs> We didn't make it. Maybe like a, they bought it from somebody and they didn't know it was stolen. And it's not like a special, I don't know, mm-hmm. like type of iron that you can trace yeah. back to a factory or something. And it's not like illegal to have. It doesn't have a Donald's you know, like signature on the corner. It's not like illegal drugs where they're still going to arrest you if you just have it. It's like, right. no, it's just a piece of metal. Just having metal isn't illegal. <laughs> Checkmate. Somewhat. Checkmate. Check government. Incredible. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> just steal it. It's fine. Just steal it. Anyway, when Joanne is about 10 years old, uh, they moved back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, by high society standards of the day, we're talking, you know, like Victorian era, um, even though, you know, it's the U.S., but yeah. Victorian era. Right. Um, probably even by pioneer settler standards who, you know, have to kind of rough it a bit. It still gives you the vibe. It gives you the vibe. She's a mess, Mm -hmm. and I absolutely adore her. Uh, She hates sewing and embroidery. It's hard. She doesn't know how to cook. She hates, like, being in the kitchen. She doesn't wear shoes because they hurt and they're uncomfortable. I'm a baby, though. I can't can't not wear shoes outside. (laughs) When I was younger, I would not wear shoes, and my feet got super hard, and then I started wearing shoes again. Yeah. Stopped. I would try when I was younger because, like, other kids would do it. Or, like, mm-hmm. I'd watch TV and they'd do it. And I'd be right. like, that's fun. And they always look, like, really free, you know. Yeah. And then I'd do it and it just hurt a wearing, lot. Wearing shoes has some benefits. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, an old barn uh, in, like, a field where I lived. And we would, like, play around in it. Uh, one time I just, like, stepped somewhere. And, you know, there was, like, grass growing around. And, yeah. like, a nail went right through my foot. <laughs> like okay right i'm just the exact opposite of her where Mm -hmm. like i like need all the i'm sensitive and i'm really light and i need all the like layers to hide me but also i'm still not good at sewing or cooking (laughs) still can't do it still useless do other things edit podcasts yeah which will really help me in the victorian era listen Listen to many YouTube videos all at once. I am very <laughs> mediocre at editing a podcast. <laughs> Nailed it. Ah, love it. Uh, her hair's always wild and undone. Wild it's like the same girl. Not done up in braids and a bun like a proper lady. Yeah. She Well, loves- it is especially, like, more scandalous for uh, her because... It's like your wild black hair, you know. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's probably. like, you got to lock that down. Gotta lock it down. It's all weird, and it's like, it's not weird. It's not weird. It's, it's just normal. It's just hit my hair. Okay. Uh, no, what she loves are cows and horses and goats and livestock and I stuff. I love cows, too. And they're, they're beautiful. She likes being outside. She likes being free. She's a yeah. horse girl. She's that, like, real, like, feral horse girl energy. <laughs> Yeah, not, not a not one of those white horse girls. Not though, one of the white like, ones. Weird hair and not the like too obsessed and like never actually sees their horse. <laughs> yeah, kind of girl like actual horse girls. Yeah, yeah. 
A local pioneer man teaches her how to ride a horse, and it just speaks to her soul immediately. Adorable. Uh, the freedom of riding is, like, coming home for her. She often, like, Hell would ride yeah. bareback and not side saddle like a proper lady should. Well, of course, if she's not wearing shoes, like, you gotta bareback. <laughs> you gotta. Clearly, she doesn't care <laughs> if you're about the comfort. Especially if you don't have a saddle, you gotta have, like, knee control and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She becomes a master Side saddle's so stupid. <laughs> it's, I mean, if you're wearing, like, 16 layers of petticoats and you can't bend your spine because you're wearing a nice corset. I can see how, like, maybe it's just easier. (laughs) maybe you shouldn't be on a horse. Maybe. Like, maybe. Get in a carriage. Horse isn't for you. Yeah. It's just, like, I would be so afraid of being side saddle because you don't have, like, the balance. (laughs) Like, I'm going to fall off immediately. Like, if your horse does anything, like, yeah, it's going to just kick you right off. If it just steps wrong, like, you're just going to fall off unless they, like, attach you. I wonder if the saddles are different. Like, if you kind of hook your leg... I mean, sure, way. they have to be different. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I just, I'd rather just feel more secure. I've already would be, like, I've never ridden a horse. Oh, really? No. But I'd already be afraid of falling off of it because I'm afraid of falling mm-hmm. in general. I'd be, okay, here's a question. This is like a personality quiz. If okay. you were riding side saddle, would yeah. you fall the way that your legs were pointed or the other way? Uh, forward. Forward? Yeah. Not like, or back? Like, yeah, which way would you fall? Like, where my legs are pointed. Okay. I definitely think I would fall, like, the other way. Oh. I'd be a, um overcompensating side saddler. <laughs> I would, I like, if something bad was happening, I would try to, like, if I'm not attached, I would try to, like, jump out. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Just yeet yourself and off the, the well, horse. Because you can see in front of you, and so you can, like, put your hands down before you get there if you need to, or, like, land on your side or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like if I went backwards, I'd be afraid that I'd somehow end under like, end up under the horse and it would step on me. Mm-hmm. Or kick. <laughs> or something, yeah. It's dangerous behind me. I don't know what's over there. <laughs> All parts of a horse are dangerous. Yeah. Horses are just too big. It's true. I, I do want to go. I, I do want to ride a horse sometime. Mm. I want to go on, like, yeah. one of those just, like, casual, like, we just trot around in the woods and, yeah. like, hang out. Which we have a lot of here. Right. We have a lot of woods. And, like, the horse basically knows where to go. Yeah. And we're just chilling, mm-hmm. vibing. We're just vibing. <laughs> you know. Vibin'. Not what she's doing, bareback and, like, going real fast. Oh, like, actual wild child, and it's, like, so great. <laughs> Which and is so. why, like, what you said about our uh, the last episode about the guy, like, settles down. I'm like, that's so nice. And that other guy was like, it's boring. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, like, I'm a boring person. So, like, you know, them doing all this stuff, I'm like, that's scary. And Sometimes then, it's, like, nice to be boring. <laughs> and then they settle down, and I'm like, yay. Yay. <laughs> Good for you. I know. this. Her story is a lot more of a... Pleasant thematic ending, I oh, guess. Good. Uh, or at least from the point of view of, uh, well, I'll explain it. Okay. But she, she becomes a, Joanna becomes a master horse breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in case you didn't listen to episode one, which if you're confused at any point in this episode, go watch, go listen to episode yeah, one. Go watch it. Go watch it with your ears. <laughs> Little eyeballs poking out of your brain. <laughs> just, just watch the bar move. Don't, don't even listen. Just look at it. Just absorb the movement of the stairs. <laughs> It'll bar. hypnotize you. Uh, that just means you're, uh, you're taming a wild one. Yes. You break them in like shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of cowboys would walk horses through mud or sand to wear them out, so they're like mm. more tired and more susceptible to like doing what you want them to do. <laughs> Poor horses, they have to walk through mud, and they're like, Ew. yeah, they're they're Why? prey animals. So you just gotta kind of like wear Chill the them out. just like 
uh, stress them out until all the stress is gone and they yeah. realize that you're not going to eat them. Yeah, and then they're like, just, oh, we're just cool. Oh, you're not going to Okay. Okay. Well, okay, yeah, we I'll, can, I'll have an apple. We can sure. just hang out. Oh, sure, you okay. You me? Great. Uh, and Joanna has a special technique. She, oh. She uses the Rio Grande. Oh, she rides them in the river? Rides them in the river. Oh, gosh. I feel so bad for the horses, though. <laughs> they can swim. No, they're fine. It's just like, that sounds so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's in there, too. She's sure. not. She's not tied to the horse or anything, just riding them around. Uh, but we... Seahorse. Seahorse. <laughs> Seahorses. Uh, river horse. So kind of like Nat, we have a description in her own words, which is amazing. We love to yes. see that. Uh, but we have all this detailed info because of, uh, of all things, FDR's New Deal in the 1930s. Oh, I guess how random. Uh, technically, the second New Deal, the slightly mm. less New Deal. It's a whole new deal, but kind of like the first New Deal. Yeah, uh, the, the New Deal, the remix, <laughs> part two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> New Deal. But it includes the creation of the WPA, the Works Progress or Work Projects Administration, which employed millions of unemployed people in public works construction, like a lot of infrastructure, a lot of building parks and airports and... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just a lot of... We had really high unemployment, and FDR was like, what if we employed them all by the government, <laughs> and we just built, like, a lot of stuff? We just, like, got a whole bunch of stuff done. Which is, like, the nice version of, like, Stalin's five-year plans, you know? Yeah. Where, like, everybody works for the government, and they improve things, except for in this version, they get paid, and... They're not, like, starved. It's nice. And uh, and then we get good stuff. A completely random thing that I learned about the Great Depression, Mm. that there would be uh, swarms of wild rabbits or wild hares. Weird. Because it was so dry, there's nothing for them to eat. Ah. Uh, So they would just stampede by the hundreds into towns and just start devouring everything. No. But unfortunately (laughs) for them, the people in those towns were also very hungry. Right. So they would corral just piles and mounds of rabbits and eat them. Dude, <laughs> history's the worst what? sometimes. Imagine if you were watching something about the Great Depression and then there was just like hundreds of rabbits came into town and people just grabbed them and ate them. And you'd be like, this is so, why is this show so weird? It's, it's like a nightmare sequence from Watership Down. The first one, the one that's like real dark and scarred you for yeah. life. Well, and this, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, if you made an accurate version of this, <laughs> yeah. People would be like, this is stupid. Too many plot lines. Too chaotic. And also just like, they wouldn't believe this is happening. (laughs) They'd be like, this doesn't make sense. I hate it. And you're like, it doesn't make sense. Hashtag history facts. So that was your... um your cursed animal story for the day. (laughs) I I want to do an episode just about rabbits because like... (laughs) Just like in history, they're so weird, and like, there's so many weird stories about them, so, and so varied. Yes, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of weird stuff. Do rabbit stories, and, like iconography and stuff. But they're just weird. Yeah, rabbits, man. I mean, they are weird. What are they? <laughs> we just what don't they, know. What do they do? <laughs> we just don't know. Just like birds, we don't know. Just like birds, mysterious. <laughs> we just don't know. Okay, so a significant part of uh, the Works uh, Progress Administration was Federal Project Number 1, which had five parts to it. We're number one. Uh, 
at, it's it's kind of number one in my heart. It sounds like a really dope federal plan. Heck yeah. Uh, it had five parts. The Federal Art Project. The nice. Federal Music Project. Oh. The federal Theater Project. Wow. Federal Writers Project. And the Historical Records Survey. This all is very nice. Basically supporting American... Liberal arts at number one. <laughs> supporting culture on a federal level. Shocking. Instead of just sending out... Like grants to private institutions yeah. and hoping they like money actually gets through. Right. This is like the polar opposite of like fascist dictatorship things. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like destroy all the art. Don't let them read books. This is like like PBS, but on a grand scale. Yes. Uh, and it's really great. It ends up employing like tens of thousands of people. A lot. They're all like musicians and artists and historians and like out of work academics. Uh, and the work that they do and collect and preserve reaches millions easily. And especially the like record survey and the writer's project is stuff like this where its uh, value is like you can't even explain it because it's just history. It's, un- yeah. it's unique. Right. And all it's, the world. It's so weird sometimes with history because... You know, like we talked about, at some point, it has to be valued. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I was doing my other episode, I know I keep bringing it up. It's annoying because you haven't heard it. But (laughs) You haven't heard it yet. And it's going to be. You will. Eventually. Or we'll have to re-record it because something weird happened. Oh, I hope not. (sighs) But in there, you know, like, during that story I was telling, you were like, well, when does the the thing happen? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm telling you just a story about this kid. And you're like, there's got to be a reason that this kid. talking about That we know who he is. (laughs) Yeah. And there is. Um, but, yeah, you have to have, like, some significant impact or we don't know anything about you. Right. Um, so, like, always with historical figures, you're like, well, what's the thing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why are you famous? Why are you in the record? And not even famous, but, like, yeah, why were your records worth keeping, mm-hmm. basically? Um, and it's, like, in a way that's, like, kind of sad because it's, like, yeah. there are plenty of people who live very interesting and lovely lives who we just don't know anything about because nobody thought that those records were worth keeping. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, once you get really old, it's just, they just aren't there. Yeah. Like, people right. didn't make them, or people did, but, you know, it was the 1100s, and yeah. the paper didn't last that long. Or, even, yeah, even if they were preserved, like, decently well, it's like some things just don't last. Mm-hmm. And so then you're just like, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's I, I'm glad that they felt that her records were worth doing. And that, like, this happened at that time, because then maybe we wouldn't know it all. Right. Uh, So the important one to Joanna July is the Federal Writers Project. Mm -hmm. They would hire writers, but also, you know, soft science people, ethnobiographers, historians. And their job was to go out and collect oral histories from people around the United States. That's lovely. Uh, And so this is really important because not only do you get the backstory for people who aren't important Mm -hmm. in like a grand historical way. Right. Uh, but you get, like, slave narratives yeah. and folk histories and important, like, local history that, you know, these people didn't necessarily sign any important documents or right. they weren't politicians, but they're still really interesting and important yeah. culturally. And we get to talk about them now and have, like, people have history. It's right. Yeah. And the, you know, like, like we were just saying about rabbits, it's like, that's not something we think about. <laughs> As we said about rabbits. <laughs> but, like... Uh, it creates a a more accurate picture of, like, what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, even when the details are, like, maybe, like, weird. Right. <laughs> but it's, like, but that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, 
Like, yeah, you could make this up. Like, she talks about, we know how she broke horses because she, she tells us directly. Yeah. And we have, a, like, a transcript that you can look up and for the Library of Congress, and it's right there. Yeah, and part of the problem with people learning history is, like, that they feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the disconnect is in, like, the lack of details. Yeah. Is that... They don't feel the same as you because their life is being condensed into just, like, here's the most interesting things, and it's mm-hmm. only the most interesting people. Right. So then you're like, well, I'm not that interesting <laughs> Right. <if> you're me. <laughs> and, like, all the people you learn about are just, like, you know, they're just old dead white guys. Yeah, true. If you're not an old dead white guy, why do you care? <laughs> you're not dead. <laughs> hey, if you're an old dead white guy and you're offended, call us. Do it. We have phone. We got a Ouija board set up. <laughs> we have a Ouija board. We do not. <laughs> we don't. We're pranking you ghosts. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Guys. Good luck, fools. Uh, but, yeah, I think a lot of the disconnect is just, like, not understanding, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, you know, now that we're, like, in pandemic times, I'm like, I feel like people are going to get the Black Plague a lot better. Oh, I think yeah. They're going to be like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. Oh, I relate to this now. <laughs> right. But, like, like, if you haven't been through a similar thing, mm-hmm. it's not relatable. Right. Because it's just, like, you don't know. You have to be like, how would I feel? I want I want to read someone's analysis on, like, how teaching the Decameron in universities is, like, different now. Right. Versus, um, you know, before people had an infectious airborne plague. Right. I'm sure it had, like, a slightly different meaning after, like, HIV, but it's so different Mm -hmm. when it's not completely random because it's in the air. Yes. That's a lot harder to, I don't know, vilify certain people. Right. Yeah. And put them in a corner and be like, it's your fault. It's your part. It's your fault. It only happens to you if you're these people. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I'm going to read, like, how she breaks horses Mm -hmm. that she tells us about because it's kind of cool. Please. Uh, so she says, I would pull off my clothes and get into the clothes I intended to bathe in, and I would lead him right into the Rio Grande and keep him in there till he got pretty well worried. Uh, like, are we ever going back to land? Like, are, is this how life is now? I, I don't like being in the water all the time. I, I'm very concerned <laughs> as a horse. And I'm concerned about everything. She just waits till the horse panics, and she's like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> uh, when they was wild, wild, I would lead him down to the river and get him in the water where he couldn't stand, and I would swim up and get him by the mane and ease up on him. He couldn't pitch, and when I did let him out of the deep water, he didn't want to pitch, so he can't, like, can't buck her off. Yeah, because they're in the water. Uh, sometimes they wouldn't so wore out and would take a running spree with me when they got out of the shallow, <laughs> shallow water. Uh, where they could get their feet on the ground, and they would run clear into the corral. But I was young, and I was having a good time. It's adorable. Like, I love you. I mean, yeah, and, and it is smart. It's a lot safer, for sure. And she's, like, a tiny little woman. Yeah. She's not some big cowboy who can just, like, wrestle a horse. Right. And and a lot of breaking, I think, too, is, like— uh, Horse psychology. Yeah, and getting them to, like, trust you. hmm You know, but, like, trust you in a way that they're obedient. Yeah. Right? That's the point. It's like when you train your dog, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, especially when you have a big dog, yeah. that they're going to try to, like, overpower you or, like, be aggressive to you, and you just have to get them to be like, mm-mm, mm. no. It's okay. I'm in charge, and I'll take care of you. It's fine. It's fine. And then they're like, great. <laughs> okay. I didn't, you know what? I didn't want to be mean anyway. <laughs> they're like, fine, fine. I just. You know what? I'd love if you just fed me and took care of me. I, I was pretty sure you were going to eat me, but. Yeah, but I guess not. If you're not, and you're not getting off, I guess. I guess it's just my life now. I guess we're cool. 
guess this is your life now. <laughs> yeah, you meet. Uh, but I just love her. It it has that rural horse girl energy. It reminds yeah. me of stories my grandmother would tell. She grew up in uh, rural Washington, mm-hmm. and they had horses, and she would tell me stories about just, like, have you know, having her hippie hair and just, like, riding yeah. bareback and racing trains and just, like, <laughs> yeah, being this, like, beautiful, like, hippie-era young woman <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. It's very cute. You're like, nice. So I'm like, aww. Well, and it's very, like, like, the way she describes everything is also, like, very cinematic. Like, I can see it and picture it in my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it just seems really nice. And part of that... Is like that was in her own words, so she is just a good storyteller. Yeah. Uh, but I have like a segment at the very end that is written by whoever interviewed her as okay. part of the federal program, mm-hmm. uh, and they have a way with words too that I, I, I appreciate. Yes. Anyway, but uh, well, I'm saying Hollywood loves horse movies. So love horse movies. Mm-hmm. What about this love horse movies? Because mm-hmm. honestly, like they could do if they didn't want to pick a specific person, even or like they could do like what you're doing right now, which is just like talk about. Just like um, vignettes of like multiple black horse people, mm-hmm. and how nice, right? Or cow people, or um, yeah, they both like do. I don't know. I feel like there was a dog movie recently where it was like they follow the life of one dog mm-hmm. as like several different owners, right? Do that with like horse, horse, cowboy horse. <laughs> do that with horse people, mm-hmm. which are also cow people. Right. She could break the horse in and then give it over to somebody else who uses it to move cattle, and then it could just have a good time. Have a good time. Basically, Stein of the Cimarron, but with more people on them. <laughs> yes. Mm. More people around. <laughs> so, uh, Joanne in July learns Spanish, and she already knows uh, Seminole language and English. And she naturally becomes a translator for people she knows. Uh, she translates for her father and her family. Mm-hmm. Her dad doesn't speak English or Spanish. <laughs> so, uh, it's just really handy that your daughter knows how to speak I mean, everything. Uh, like, that's that's the classic, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, your, the your new immigrant generation. parents don't speak the language. <laughs> yeah. and you have to learn all of them. And then your kids everything. are only going to know the one. And then they can't talk to their grandparents. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it's, annoying. it's true. It's a forever problem. Yeah. Uh, she knows all these skills, uh, but she's 18, practically a spinster. Uh-huh. Practically a spinster. Oh, yeah. yeah. So old to not be married. 18. Uh, yeah. Her family and community has a lot of really strong female relationships, and it's like a strong foundation, nice. which is... Matriarchy. Uh, great. Yeah. You got your mothers and sisters and aunts and cousins and, like, grandparents, and they're all taking care of the kids and taking care of the land and the animals when the men are off doing whatever. Lovely. Which is all very supportive and lovely, but it also means you have all these female relations being like, isn't it interesting how you're not married? Mm-hmm. Isn't that isn't that fun? Isn't that funny? And she's like, I just want to do the horse thing. <laughs> I just want a horse. Also, like, I don't know how to cook or sew. Or I'd be a terrible wife. Be a terrible wife <laughs> for like the standard. <laughs> but uh, when she's eighteen, she does get married. Oh. Uh, she marries an army scout. Uh, she leaves her mother and family, and they settle elsewhere. Army scouts know how to sew. Yeah, they love sewing. No, I'm 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 being serious. I I say not like well. <laughs> yeah, I mean but like they, when you're they should be able to. When you're out there on the front lines and you've got a tear in your uniform, you gotta sew it. You gotta sew. That boy gotta sew. They don't sew. bring women just to sew it. <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. 
Uh, but it's exciting. She's in love, uh, even though she has to move away from her family, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, and it's difficult. She doesn't have her support network. And her husband is less than thrilled that she doesn't know how to be a lady Yeah. at home. You know, like we said, all the kitchen and, like, sewing stuff. She doesn't have the female skills. She doesn't have that soft. to be wife. That soft uterine touch. <laughs> Ew. I agree. I agree. Uh, and her complete lack of interest and skill is basically being a housewife. Yeah. And she knows how to care for livestock and horses and right. is really talented with languages. And that is just not enough to keep this guy... Uh, from abusing her. Yeah. Yeah. Abuse of indigenous women and women of color is sadly not a new phenomenon. And, I mean, especially, I mean, at the time, abuse of any woman, abuse definitely. Abuse of anyone. And then, uh, yeah, if you're not living up to standards, because even women who are doing everything correctly are still Could get beat. have yeah. drunk husbands who are mad. Right. So, <sighs> but yeah, just it exacerbates it, definitely. So after one beating, she leaves him, which is like, good. That's great. Good for you, baby. Yeah. She's afraid, though, because he's a scout. Yeah. And um, ever tried to, like, get away from a scout? They, like. Mm, that's, like, their job. That's, they, like, to no. not let you get away. Uh, so she waits until he's, like, out of town. Yeah. For a bit. Good. And then uh, she, <laughs> in the middle of the night, she steals a neighbor's pony mm. and rides back to her family's home. She only rides at night. She finally makes it there, and she stays with her family, but she always has to be really vigilant and, like, watch out because he knows where she went. Should have poisoned him. <laughs> Should have poisoned him. Like, I'm bad at cooking. I don't know. This is why you poison him. You're not supposed to put rat poison in the food? Uh, she, she stayed with her mother, uh... But she talks about in her accounts how he comes around three or four times Ugh. to quote get her, but she wouldn't go. He shot at me, mul- uh, shot at me two different times, but he missed me. Yikes! Uh, he tried to rope her, but quote Lord fixed it so my head was too low and the rope went over. I got to uh, the brush and he never could find me. He would have killed me, and I knowed it. That's so upsetting. It's this guy's terrible. Oh yeah, and I mean, terrible. not surprising. Like you, you weren't here for the uh, Dorothy Dandridge episode I did with mm-hmm. Alyssa, um, but yeah, she had like two separate husbands, both of whom were like abusive and terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is it's so sad, especially when like these like beautiful, talented, capable black women like marry some like just loser, some just like horrible, terrible man. What and a waste! Just, like, come on, dude. Uh, she ends up marrying two more times in her life. One account I read said that she had, like, four kids. One it's like, she never had kids. Imagine getting married after your last husband tried to shoot you multiple times. <laughs> I know. I'd just and be like, I'm just not going to do it, my I dude. don't think I'm—I don't think men are good. I just—yeah. Seems bad. Uh, the, the second one passed away in 1900, and then she remarries again in 1910. And that one sounds like they're better fits. They're like a pioneer couple who, oh, like, do the livestock and horse thing and hunt and sell hides and stuff. Nice. So that one seems uh, a lot right, better. Right. The problem was you got, like, an army husband first. <laughs> yeah. And, like, generally I feel like that's the, like, idyllic, like, I want a woman to take care of me and I'm the right. big strong man kind of guy. I'm like, you need, like, a cowboy guy. Army man just wants a maid. Yeah. 
cowboy guys, and we're not talking about now, obviously, mm-hmm. but, like, cowboy guy at the time is going to be like, ooh, she's scrappy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I need someone who they can help res- me, like, you respect it. haul in the carcass and right. s- scan the like animals. The, like the guy you talked about last time who really liked um, his, like, buddy that went with him all over and he, like, corrected his eulogy and everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, you know, the respect that he has for, like, him as a black man just being like, he's he was so helpful and capable and amazing. I think he's going to translate the same with, like, a black woman of just them being like, wow, you're really useful. <laughs> you like, are incredibly capable. <laughs> Cowboys, yeah, value yeah. usefulness instead of, like, that you're meeting the standards of society. Right. They don't want you to. They want you to meet the standards of their society, which mm-hmm. is, like, these things. Being useful outside. Yes. And being able to do the chores so and like, yeah, things. That's, and that's what you want. That's good. Uh, so when she's home, like, after she escapes that first marriage, yeah. her father just dies very helpfully. Great. Uh, but she continues his work, which is training horses, breaking horses. Nice. Uh, exactly how people want, to the point where ranchers will start coming to her mm-hmm. and getting her to do it. These Americans who, like, have lots of money, they're like, you do it You do it the best way. She's got the skills to pay the bills. She's got... She doesn't need a husband. skills. <laughs> she don't need no man. Because she can make her own money. There's a Mom. great uh, dramatic monologue reenactment. Yeah. Uh, video on YouTube and it has nice. a Q&A afterwards. It's like a whole like drama plus TED Talk thing. Oh. Uh, but it's really cool. It's done by uh, Rosie Lita Lee Reed, mm-hmm. uh, who is president of the Texas Buffalo Association, dedicated to preserving Texas history and the okay. legacy of the Buffalo Soldiers. Nice. Recipient of the Jackie Kennedy Award for Outstanding Public oh. Service Benefiting Communities. Jackie. Uh, and she specializes in presentations about Kathy Williams, as well as stagecoach Mary Fields, first African-American woman to work for the U.S. Postal Service. Nice. But she does a one about Joanna July. Uh-huh. That's really interesting. You should definitely watch it. Uh, but she presents with a lot of heart and a lot of patience, and you can tell she has, like, a storyteller soul. Yeah. There's a cute little girl in the audience who has some really great questions, like, if you didn't know how to cook, then why did you need to chop firewood? (laughs) And so, like, so are you African-American or Native American? Just, like, Mm -hmm. really, like, what's the difference in real basic questions? And she's like, okay, well. Okay. Yeah, like, and she explains it, and it's really nice. Right. Well, I was going to say, too, that, like, you know, speaking of that being like, oh, are you this or that, and what's the difference is, like... And, yeah, like, when she asks that, uh, mm-hmm. she she's like, huh, she just kind of, like, makes a laugh. It's like, well, I'm kind of a bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little white, and I'm black, and I'm Indian, and, and I'm Mexican, right. and it's just, like, all, all the stuff. Lots of things. But I think... Uh, I think it's an overlooked part of, like, Native American history is, like, how many black people are Native American. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when when we think about Native Americans, I think in modern society, generally we think about reservations. Yeah. Um, and people who are, like, like uh, 100%, like, not even just Native American, but, like, usually, like, a specific tribe. Right. You're, like, you're 100% Nez Perce, and you're 100% Seminole, and you're 100% whatever. Right. And it's, like, very, obviously, not usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, it's, you know. There's such a focus on purity in a way. Like, I'm yes. this percent. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Because of, like, qualifications for tribal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like, and I know that there's a difference, like when stuff I've read about, you know, tribes and things and stories I've heard where it's like, yeah. And there's also the difference of like, did you grow up with the tribe right? or are you growing up in like modern society or like off the reservation? And then you just like have a certain percentage because they view that differently too, which is fair because mm-hmm. like that's a cultural thing that maybe you don't get right. if you haven't visited, even if you're 100% anything. Um, but yeah, I never, I never really thought about that much until we I was like reading about different people because I'd be like, oh, is she like, is this person black? Because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'd be like, yeah, they're black and Native American. And then that just like kept happening. And you're yeah. like, oh, no idea how <laughs> right. common that was. Like in some tribes, like the Seminole thing, like people will go to Florida and like where they're from. Yeah. Uh, and just like intermarry and it happens right. very naturally in other tribes like they tried to be white people and they yeah. took slaves and they mm-hmm. married in with their slaves. It's like happens a bunch of ways, but it does happen quite right. a bit. And that I, I wonder, too, like how many um, black people don't even know that they're right. like part Native American, except for maybe now because of like ancestry DNA stuff. Because mm-hmm. like their parents might not know, you right? Because they're just like they look black. And so then you're like, cool, you're black. Right. Like unless uh, – like the presenter in the video, if you go and watch, her family's been in this area in Texas, I want to say, mm-hmm. for a few generations now. Yeah. So they have an oral history they can look on and be like, this is where our family comes from. Right. But Here's not, our lineage. And not everything. everyone has that. Right. And especially with um, black and Native American cultures that aren't in the same way, like centered around like keeping really good detailed records and holding on to them like white people are. <laughs> Because they're like, I need this self-obsessed. Yeah, and like just and like Native Americans being more oral-based history anyway. Um, you know, from the get-go, that maybe you don't know, so. right? And like like we were saying earlier, I I love Joanna's story, and I think she's really important just because she's yes. not important. Yeah, in that grand historical way, like traditionally grand historical, she isn't part of like a dynasty. She isn't wealthy. She isn't like an Annie Oakley household name. Yeah, but she's still history and still mm-hmm. like someone's culture. Right, and it shows, uh, like it show it tells me that her story is probably fairly common. Like, what are the odds yeah. that you have you found the one unique woman cowhand? Right. Like, so women were talented at, like, doing this stuff with horses and being part of this lifestyle. And they did it without being white a lot of the time. Yeah. Which is not something popular media shows you, but mm-hmm. it did happen. And, yeah, like you said, like, she's definitely probably not the only one. It's, it's, it's again, that problem of documentation because, say, a woman does run her own ranch, but maybe she needs her yeah. brother's name on right. deeds or on bank. Can't own land. On, like, bank notes. So then the only records we have are, well, he's on all of the mm-hmm. records, so he owned right. it. It's all men, but it doesn't mean they're not there. It's a lie. It doesn't mean they're <laughs> So I got a couple other ladies. Yeah. Mary Fields, who was known as a bit of a crack shot, mm. Uh, lived and worked in Montana, hauled freight around Cascade for the Ursuline nuns at St. Peter's Mission. Cute. Uh, she lost her job. Oh. Because the bishop got word of how she got in a shootout with some bandits who were trying to steal her freight. And she shot back, and he's like, that's inappropriate. That's not very Catholic of you. That's not very ladylike of you. What would would Mary say? The nuns are like, we're cool with it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. She's amazing. She seems pretty cool. You mean you would have rather she, like, 
faint and give all your stuff away? Yeah, like, like what's she's the... protecting her goods. I don't see what. You turn the other cheek. You don't shoot back. Well, they shouldn't have shot at me. Why like, aren't you mad at them? They're thieves. But, but they they were men thieves. Stealing is on the Ten Commandment <laughs> list, so you're not supposed to take people's stuff. They broke the rules. It doesn't say don't shoot at them to make them go away. <laughs> That's allowed. It doesn't say that. God says. It says don't kill them. I'm just going to shoot them a couple times. I just shot their knees. It's fine. <laughs> they they could... can't walk, but that means they can't steal. They crawled out. <laughs> it's fine. Have you read the book? <laughs> Maybe you need, I'm Mary Fields, read the book. (laughs) So she's awesome. Yeah. Another, Polly Upton was a black woman in Texas. Uptown Polly. Uptown Polly. Funk. Uh, She had a small herd of cattle she owned and was known for being an excellent rider and wrangler. Yeah. Uh, Henrietta Williams Foster, who was taken to Texas by her slave owner. Mm. She was a tough woman who rode a horse better than any man. Yeah. And that was all before she was emancipated. Heck yeah, dude. Like, she has to do field work and take care of your kids and clean your house, and she still rides better than anyone you know. Shocking that they let you ride a horse. <laughs> yeah, I so guess. you just leave. Uh, when she was free, she became a landowner and owned all her own cattle. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. But I want to read the, the final paragraph of Joanna's transcript Please. interview because it's... Uh, it's the it's when she's seventy seven. She's older, but the interviewer takes a moment to kind of give a snapshot of her as you know the final moments of the interview, and I just I think it's really lovely. Nice. So it says festive and nimble at seventy seven. Joanna moves about her small place on the hill, tending a garden, keeping house, gliding over the rocks barefoot, and rolling her cigarettes with a steady hand. Adorable. Like you are so cute. I love it. And that's a. Uh, that's a, just a couple of cowboys. And girls. And gals. Ladies. All the cow hand people. How nice. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's really interesting. I, this, it's funny because this is like the most I've ever learned about cowboys at all. <laughs> like ever in my life. So for me, it's like, yeah, lots of them are black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Because that's all I know. It was very nice. Just like, like you, like you said about, um. You know, maybe Miss July was not important, um, but that it's like all of it is history. All of it's interesting mm-hmm. to me, at least. Um, and there are people who are like, yeah, she I was related to her. She was my yeah. family. She's important. Right. Like, she is important. Just uh, yeah. Maybe not to a history book that you She's not are required to read in middle school. Capital I important <laughs> as far as, like, yeah, white male historians are concerned. Because, yeah, it's a lot of history, you know, importance is based around, like, the amount of impact. Yeah, the reach. Right. And so, like, without, you know. Without the internet um, and, like, federal programs, like, mm-hmm. for the New Deal, someone in, I don't know, someone in China has no reason to know who Joanna July is. Right. Um, you know, she's not a great historical figure, mm-hmm. but now we can know. But I like her. I real, I adore her. Yeah. She sounds great. She seems real nice. And now I want watch stuff about cowboys, but <laughs> none know. of it's going to be black. Uh, so I know. now I'm like, what's the point? What's the point? I need to tweet at Jordan Peele and be like, hey. Hey. I guess like 
like historically more accurate cowboy stuff because there's like you know you can get like a couple stylized Quarantino 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 (laughs) Quarantino (laughs) you know portmanteau of his own name (laughs) works for me but yeah I, I want I want there to be like an accurate mix of people just like a normal cowboy movie that just also happens to be historically accurate yeah who knew? I want there to be Hispanic people, and I want there to be black people, and there to be white people. God, and we're just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, just like the Natives. lack of anyone of Mexican descent, <laughs> unless they're, um, I don't know, like an assistant. Attacking you. E- attacking you or like your lackey. Subservient to you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Just Oregon Trail, the movie, but instead of Oregon Trail, it's about cowboys. There you go. We got to do the Oregon Trail. I mean, just um, oh, like like the original Lewis and Clark style. Oh, yes. I, was, I thought you meant the video game. And no. I was like, I played it. <laughs> I did. I played it. I've only like played it one time, I think. I've never beaten it. I won. <laughs> I won the whole game. I, I only played it one time, and I won, and so I retired. <laughs> I played on, like, medium difficulty, though. I, like, you know, because I, I read beforehand of, like, what do the money amounts mm. mean? I didn't read a lot. It was yeah. mostly just that because I was like, I don't know what to pick because I feel like if I pick random, I'm just going to screw myself over. Right. And so they were like, here's, like, you know, easy, medium, hard, and I'm like, I'll do medium. I want a more open-world Oregon Trail where there's always the option of getting lost and eating each other. <laughs> yeah. I want, like, the real Oregon Trail. <laughs> the real video game. The real one. Honestly, an Oregon Trail, like, proper video game, like a Red Dead Oregon Trail video game would be really good. <laughs> Oregon Trail. <laughs> which I'm, I'm pretty sure is a real video game. It's just the Oregon Trail with zombies. Yeah. But I want it to be, like, yeah, fancy, stylized Red Dead style. I downloaded uh, Red Dead 2 because I'm like, I'm going to feel like cowboys Mm -hmm. after this. Yeah. Uh, And uh, we don't have a Switch set up, and I just want to, like, ride a horse around middle of nowhere for a bit. Yeah. It's a really fancy horse riding simulator. Yes. Best one since Barbie horse riding. (laughs) Which is obviously the ultimate. Which is obviously the top one. Um, but thank y'all for joining us today. We appreciate you listening. Uh, if you have any input about rodeo, horses, cowboys, cowgirls, yeehawing, <laughs> email us. Do you know a lot about the yeehaw? About the yee and the haw? <laughs> email us at hystericalhistorypodcast.gmail.com. I don't think we've said yeehaw once in two episodes. And yeah. That is I, I posted a meme, uh, a cowboy meme on our Instagram mm-hmm. that was... Uh, when, like, barbed wire is invented, and then it's, like, uh, you know, farmers, like, to cowboys, it's, like, you've yeed your last haw. Because <laughs> then they, like, don't need your help. That's enough yeed from you, I got, I got barbed wire. Those cows can't escape no more. Thank you very um, much for listening. But, yes, thank you for listening. You can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever they'll let you. Wherever podcasts are sold. Post about it. Talk about it. We appreciate it. Uh, a lot of people tell us they learned about the podcast because their friend told them about it. So tell your friends. Tell your friends. And uh, if they say, if you like it. stop talking about it, be like, no. <laughs> no, be, be respectful. Be like, okay. <laughs> But also, have you heard? 
you just just pick the right episode for them. That's the thing. You got to learn your friends' interests and then introduce like the correct thing to them. That's how you get your friends hooked to stuff. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pay attention to my friends. <laughs> You're just like, this is the one I like the best. I don't have the right amount of empathy to be like, but what would they like? Yeah. I'm much more, I prefer to be like, how about this? No? Okay. This? No. <laughs> no. This? Okay. It's the librarian's uh, technique. Throw it at the wall and see what sticks. It's like every time and then you adjust. And uh, thank you for joining us. Like I said, tune in next time for more Black History Times. We're having a good time. Having a good time. Having a good time. We're shooting star. Bye. Bye. Yeehaw. Adios. Cowboy. Space cowboy. And girl. Weird winking. Goodbye. See you, space cowboy. (laughs) 